Hi, I'm Emma, and this is a podcast from Radboud University called Bottle Up. In each episode, I talk to a guest about things you might struggle with as an international student. In this episode, I speak with Huseva about the differences between the Netherlands and India regarding the perspective on failure. Let's be open about our struggles. Cheers to the things we bottle up. Hi, Huseva. Nice that you're here. Hello. <laughs> nice meeting you after a while. So yeah, 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 we've met before, of course. Yes. We met in the introduction week, and I'm more than curious uh, how you're doing. After a long day of lectures, I'm doing quite fine, and mm-hmm. I have a fitness session after this, so I have to be pumped up. Oh, and, so and what what do you study? I'm currently pursuing a research master's behavioral science at the Radboud University and at the Behavioral Science Institute. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-year research master's program that I'm currently doing. Okay, and was it hard to get in here? Slightly, yes, because I had to have a very strong statistical and a quantitative background to be mm-hmm. able to get enrolled in for this program. And one other thing apart from this is because being an international student, I also applied for the scholarship. Yeah. So then that also adds on to one more layer of competition that you face. So okay. slightly yes for me. But you managed. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but you managed to get in. That's yes. already something, right? Yes. yes. And uh, for our listeners, where are you from? I come from Mumbai, India. Mm-hmm. And I did my bachelor's back at the Mumbai University, after which I did a master's in organizational psychology, again at the Mumbai University. And after this, I worked for a while as a consumer behavior researcher. And I wanted to do more with behavioral sciences and to understand how do people make decisions. And that's why I opted for this behavioral sciences program at Radboud. Mm. And why, if you're already like finished with, with university and you're already working, why why the Netherlands? So why the Netherlands is a quite a good question. So I was looking at countries like Australia, New Zealand, uh, Germany, UK. But then Netherlands has something special. You know, the whole idea of Dutch people being so open to internationals mm-hmm. is something that attracted me. And also then you have quite a good focus of multinational organizations over here as compared to New Zealand being such a small country and Australia being slightly apart from the rest of the world. Netherlands is quite in the center of Europe, which gives it some sort of a competitive advantage as compared to other cu- countries then. So... Oh, you did your uh, yeah. research. <laughs> really good. And um, why did you want to live abroad? Like, why couldn't you do the research thing in India? So the research infrastructure in India is not so well formed until now of, of you know, being a researcher myself. It is still at very nascent stages. So research in India seems to be very frugal and also very short lived as in you know you just do research for something that will just help you for the next one to two years rather as compared to the research that i see happening at the bsi it seems like something that will give you fruits five years seven years from now so then you know the way research is being perceived is very different in the netherlands as compared to my home country oh and that is what attracts me to come over here and do some work that will create some impact in the coming five ten years 
Wow, cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> and what has it been like in the Netherlands so far? Oh, so 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 you know it's it's been quite a journey so far of ups and downs, not only the ups part of it. But one thing is when you read those web pages and blogs about coming to a new country and culture shocks, it did not quite affect me for that matter specifically. Oh. I did not feel that of a culture shock because I was preparing with some basic level of touch back home itself. I tried connecting with people already at the university to just get a know-how of how things work over here. I also started writing to professors and start networking with them over emails even before I came over here. So I was just trying to make my way before I landed in the Netherlands. So I think that made the landing slightly more softer for me as compared to someone who just came here and then started doing stuff over here. Oh, okay. So you would recommend doing your research and starting to uh, like learn some Dutch beforehand? Definitely, yes. Okay. So I think ideally anyone who comes here should have some sort of a plan as to what he or she wants to do rather than coming very blindsidedly is what I would suggest. Mm. And is it like very hard to, you're from another continent, of course. Is it really hard like visa-wise to manage to live here? I think the whole process was very streamlined. As in, even in India, when I applied for the visa, it did not take a lot of time because I applied for the visa during the COVID restrictions were on. So it did get over within a month or so. So that was fine. And then, you know, even after coming over here, the the departments come here to give you your residence permit. So you don't have to go to Den Haag to collect your permits. Oh. So then this also makes it a little more comfortable for you as a student to just get everything at your doorstep. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, because I heard before that some students experienced it as quite a hassle to manage to get the visa, but you didn't struggle at all with that, yeah. which is very nice. But you mentioned that you like didn't experience only ups. So what would you say are your or have been your downs so far while living in the Netherlands? So the first one that comes very spontaneously to me is about the education system. So the way that I have grown up back home is more of a system that appreciates you being able to memorize facts and to be able to reproduce it on an examination. But here, it is more about application. You reading literature and making individual meaning of how you want to understand that stuff. Mm -hmm. That was quite a different sort of a learning, which I also experienced and, you know, saw it on my grades, you know, of, of, of the courses that I took on the first period courses. As compared to the courses that I'm taking right now, I can see a massive change after trying to introspect and understand what is the education system demanding from you. Okay. So that is one thing that you should keep in mind, that the system is slightly different. And also over here, back home, the classroom discussions were more about giving right or wrong answers. But here, it is more of a debate between the professor and your other colleagues in the class and trying to come up with even a better version of how this research could have been done. So, you know, this helps you to think critically. That's quite a skill that the industry also appreciates for you to have. Also helps you become a little more creative. Mm -hmm. Also challenges you to push boundaries and see for stuff that even those 
proper level researchers were not able to think about it and then come up with solutions so okay it seems like you already figured it out <laughs> that's quite a thing that i see as different in the education system it takes some time i think you should not be too hard on yourself that why are you not scoring good grades from day one itself just give yourself some time try to understand what is required read more about the learning goals that are expected from that course from you and i think you should be good okay but like how did it make you feel when you received like not the grades you were used to <laughs> it feels bad to be true uh it you know it just felt for a moment that am i not doing things the right way but then after trying to introspect and see i think now it all makes sense that i was thinking the wrong way i was trying to mug up stuff and trying to memorize important definitions from the whole literature rather than trying to understand how could you change the definition given the current context or given the pre pandemic era or given the whole digitization way that's happening or given the political situation that's growing up around the entire of europe or the entire global mm-hmm. situation so now i think it makes a lot more sense to just read stuff but at the end of it summarize it in your own words rather than how the author summarized it for himself okay but now you're really giving recommendations and tips and tricks for our listeners which is very nice but i can imagine that when you receive those grades in like the beginning phase you don't know what to do like how could i manage to get higher grades do you ask help yourself or h- how do you manage so initially my first reaction was to go and compare it with my fellow mates because that is something of how you come to know if you are the only one who's having such a problem or is it also other people apart from you who are having a problem mhm and i think what helped me is talking to my colleagues who have done their bachelors in this university so those people were able to explain me better as to what is their way of studying and how could you get around you know the way university grades and checks your examinations and stuff okay and is that like characterizing you as a person that you ask for help if you are struggling uh not really as in it is normal and you know i think people over here dutch people as well as other people from different countries are quite open to helping each other because they see that the person is struggling for a while because he or she is not used to this way of learning so i think my dutch classmates have been very helpful to me so far in sitting with me and explaining me stuff and trying to also help me understand what is expected of me so okay that's so good for you um and could you tell us something about how you are raised concerning failure for instance like if i say failure what comes to your mind so failure back in india is not seen as a very progressive term as in it's it's you know it's it's it is not seen as a chapter before success arrives in so it is quite seen as something that you should not be well associated with 
Okay. You should always aim for successes and you know when you fail you should feel in a very hidden sort of a manner and you know you wouldn't want to share your failures with someone. But then when you come over here failure is seen more of a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. As in it is not a full stop but life keeps on moving. So I think that's how my definition of failure has changed coming over here of being getting some low grades also being rejected from a few research assistantship opportunities so now i don't feel that bad about being rejected because in my mind it is just trying to help me find the better version to myself mhm and helping me align myself better with what i want and what the world has to offer in general okay but that's so cool like you you are raised with the hidden idea of failure and then just changing environments does the trick that you see it as a stepping stone now or is that that people said to you like no this is not a problem at all how did that work so i think over here the society matters right in india because people also as in other people uh, uh, apart from me were also not very open to sharing their failures but here when you talk about a failure people are very open to talking about their failures and how did they bounce back after that failure so you know which gives you some sort of a support mentally that it is okay to talk about such failures it is not a taboo to talk about such failures and it is not a bad thing something you can discuss with your close colleagues your friends over here and you can find a way out so i think your people around makes a huge difference of how you change this meaning of failure from a hidden sort of a meaning to now a stepping stone okay really nice and are you willing to talk about like maybe you had a hidden kind of failure yourself in india could you tell us something about that So one failure that I can think of very readily is I applied to Radboud twice. So when I applied for the first year, I was not accepted to this program mm. on the grounds that I did not have enough statistical and quantitative knowledge. After which I took up another masters in India, and that helped me bridge the skill gap that I had regarding the statistical tools and knowledge of quantitative research and stuff like that. So I think that was quite a failure after which I just felt that how can a university not apply uh, as an accept you for something as in Was that very hard for you? Yeah, it was hard to digest such a fact because I had got acceptances from Leiden, mm-hmm. Groningen, Tilburg and Amsterdam. But I wanted to opt for the Radboud course because it is quite flexible in nature and not very PhD focused. Mm-hmm. So I took it quite as a sad, you know, setback sort of a thing that. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong in the profile? Yeah. And so how how did your environment, for instance, react about to that? So, it just felt that you will have to waste another year. working on your application so people thought of it as you know just wasting your time for another year preparing for something that you again are not very certain about that you will receive this acceptance next year 
so it was looked down upon that you're just not doing anything or you know taking up a full time job and you know you know the opportunity cost is piling up on you okay i'm um, um did that ever make you feel like oh maybe i should go for another university yeah yeah as in i did consider options in the uk like lsc or ucl but then i still wanted to better my profile because i thought that quantitative research was some sort of a weakness that i had as in not being very good with numbers so then i challenged myself to develop that skill to be able to apply for this program after one year and i think it turns out that this decision is making sense to me now that's so cool so and did like the people around you support that choice or were they like no Zefa don't do that go go to another city or to the uk i think that was a major public opinion that just opt for another university that you have received acceptance for but then you know when you have a very clear goal of where you want to see yourself and you see this this path helps you reach there in the right way possible then you don't want to shift gears and just opt for something less so rather push yourself a little in that moment but then get the best for yourself that's so inspiring that you so. just won't give up <laughs> yeah when i talk about it now it feels <laughs> like that so and it didn't in the moment itself yeah it was quite tiresome as in you know you just keep on questioning yourself of whether it's worth it yeah because yeah and did you like also question yourself yes i do i do question myself till date because now uh when i started applying for research assistant jobs i think i got around 40 42 rejections before i cracked one research assistant position oh. majorly because not being very fluent with your oral and written dutch so that just makes me question that will i be able to find a full time job after my graduation so that, does that stress you out a bit a lot a lot because you know you invest so much money and then you do expect some return on investment right so the whole thing plays into the picture and how does that make you feel uh so now as a person apart from my dutch classmates who are very focused on studying international students i think as a you know as an international student and also seeing my other people whom i know come from different countries these people apart from studying also do have to take up part time jobs to survive because it's difficult to manage all of your expenses and study and do extra curricular stuff at the same time so it is quite an emotional and a physical burden that way because i currently see myself waking up 6 in the morning to be able to study before the lectures and then work after my classes until 11:30 in the night so you know the day becomes slightly longer and more physically draining yeah i think it's so good that you're sharing this because i can imagine many people aren't aware of the burden you have to take on to be able to study here and it really sounds like 
a long, long, long day. Yeah. But do you feel like you would would survive like doing this for over one and a half year more? Yes, specifically for me, because the job that I find, you know, you know, if I were to just relate it to my current lifestyle, the job that I found is somewhere related to the things that I want to do in the future. So, you know, that keeps me just motivated that I'm doing something for building my resume or just putting or gaining some good experience as compared to someone who might be working in the hospitality industry where the job is not quite related to what you might be studying and you cannot put it on your CV. Mm -hmm. So what things that you're just doing is for the sake of earning some money to be able to support yourself. So I think I'm still in a better position doing something that is worthwhile. Yeah. I as compared to other people who might have to do stuff otherwise. Yeah. What did you do in the meantime, like before you found this job? I had to survive on the funds that I had got back from home. So that was the only option that I had until then. Okay. And that was that was fine for the moment or was that also already very stressful? It was slightly stressful, yeah, because I calculated it, you know, the average amount to be around six six fifty euros per month, but then it turns out that it's slightly more expensive. Mm -hmm. Given that in the initial few months you have to buy stuff and you know you ju you just have to buy your jackets and clothes and stuff over here to, to be able to soothe that climate here and things like that. So I think you spend slightly more in the initial three months and then it stabilizes as you are more well settled. Yeah, and you had to buy a lot of clothes since you were yeah. already wearing a scarf in September yeah, yeah. because <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it totally makes sense, of course, that you have to pay for extra stuff in the beginning phase. But how do you feel about being abroad itself? Like, do you miss India? Sometimes when you have some special occasions or... It's your parents' birthdays or you, it's, you know, it's your friend's birthday or something. But then apart from this, this whole experience of being abroad, having a new personality altogether where no one knows you, you could do enormous number of stuff. Yeah, as in because no one cares of where you come from. There's no social expectations attached to your name. And that's the so thing then in India. It gives you more freedom to experiment with stuff because who knows who Josefa was tomorrow. Oh, but that is more a thing in India that yeah. things are attached to your name? Attached to your name. Like what? So, for example, you not being able to get that job or you being fired from that job or you being someone who was one of the backbenchers and did not get good grades. So, I think it just looks bad and you are characterized by those things that you did. And do you feel like you could build a name like that in the Netherlands as well? Or is it also like typically uh, typical for India to work like that? I think it is typical for India to work like that because it is quite a collectivistic thing wherein people are too much involved in other people's lives. Here, it is slightly more individualistic wherein you think about more collaborative opportunities. And even if you fail, people are still there to support you to be able to bounce back and work with you again as compared to people refraining to work with a failure in India. 
Okay, so you feel more in place here. I kind of, yeah. Kind of, not yeah. not really. Because sometimes you know the language barrier still just makes you question that will you be able to fit in? Because yeah, you do get a lot of rejections because of not being able to talk a certain way. So then, okay, that's hard. And then my final question would be, since we have to end the conversation at one point, uh, is what is your social life like then? Like, do you feel like you you fit here, fit in here, like besides academic stuff? Um, yes. So the social life for me of how I see it is quite interesting as you get to travel to different cities uh, over here. Also, there are a lot of fests that are happening. You have a lot of student committees that you could be a part of and organize events. And, you know, there's some other other workshop that's happening. So, you, you know, so there's always something happening which you could be a part of based on your interests. So I think apart from academics, there's also a lot of things that can help you get a better view of people around you know the culture that's prevailing around and i think a lot of other stuff so okay that's so good so for you interesting. so are you are you even though it's stressful that you won't be a hundred percent sure that you will fit in like regarding work um are you hopeful about your future here yeah taking one day at a time so yes really good um thank you so much for this conversation and about like for being open and stuff um yeah thank you for having me on the podcast yeah you're welcome have a really good day thank you have a good day too thanks for listening to this episode of bottle up next time i'll talk to ishani about the struggle of always feeling the inner pressure to prove yourself so until next time